When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, let me just read this out. Let me just read this out. New Zealand Rugby Player of the Year. Like, Rugby Player of the Year. Black Ferns Player of the Year. Māori Player of the Year. World Rugby Women's Player of the Year. Oh, and just let's just throw in World Champion as well. Not bad, Rohe Dumont, huh? Not bad, yeah. <laughs> you were either listening or taken aback by all those tags. <laughs> yeah, it sounds a bit overwhelming when you say them all out like that. <laughs> have you have you had a chance to sit back and think about 2022 and, and, and what it has meant to you and the impact it's had on you and those around you? Yeah, I think like coming into the end of the year now, it's like only natural to reflect on, on the year and... Um, the the crazy ride it's been, especially for myself and our team. Um, and, you know, like, especially from the start of the year to where we were and then where we are now, I never, ever would have thought any of this would have happened. I love, Ruahe, how you say our team, not my team. I mean, you're co-captain, right? Yeah. I, I read an interesting article. It said when, I think it was the professor, Wayne Smith, suggested captaincy, mm. captaincy to you, you were a bit taken back. Did you not think at the time that you were captaincy material? Not really. Um, I remember when they told me that I was captain and um, we were all sitting in the room and we were talking about um, selection is what the what the meeting was about. And it was our it was selection regarding our first tour, which was our PAC4 tour that was in June. And then they started talking about leadership, and I thought, oh, you know, maybe I'm going to be in the leadership group. Mm-hmm. Why they're talking about this? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, they they said, so yeah, we want you to be the the captain. And I was I was really taken back, and I didn't expect it at all. I thought that they were joking, to be honest. Um, I never ever thought that I could captain a team like the Blackburns. Um, and then to, to have the honour to ring Kennedy and ask her if she wanted to co-captain the team and then to, to go and, you know, lead the team alongside her throughout a home World Cup um, was such a crazy ride and I really couldn't have done it without her. OK, so why did you not think you were captaincy material? I just never really thought of myself as the captain of the team. I, I don't think anyone really does when you're in, like, a team sport, you know, like... Um, you just, you know, do your role for the team, make sure that you nail your core role, do your job. Um, and I had been captain by great leaders. Um, my first captain when I made the team was Fjallfart Mosili, who I also had played alongside and played under um, in Auckland for the Auckland Storm. And Fee hold, held a huge amount of mana and respect. And then after Fee, I was captain by Les and um, my good friend Eloise for um, a short time as well. And again, there were two people that were one a lot older in age and had a huge amount of experience and money and respect. And I just didn't really see myself as um, someone who was kind of like in the same calibre as those players.
Okay. So now how do you feel about yourself as a captain? I just think I'm the same person I was. I'd like to think I'm the same person I was um, then, you know, before I was named captain. Um, I was really fortunate that when I was named captain, we had I had a really great um, leadership team around me, but um, I also got to work alongside Ellen Bunting, um, who was mm. the coach of the of our New Zealand women's sevens team for a really long time and um, was not single-handedly responsible, but played a massive part in developing a people-first culture. Yes. Um, I'd, I'd seen the, the work that he had done with a lot of those players. And um, for anyone who's been involved in high-performance high sports, um, you know, I think sometimes it's really easy to, to say yes to your coaches all the time, but I had seen the amount of respect he had for his players and how the seven skills could have honest conversations with him and found it very easy to say no to him, which isn't a, which isn't a common thing. And I thought, geez, this guy, you know, yeah. is different. I, I, um, and he, he helped develop us as leaders. Yeah, I wonder, Ruahe, whether was there any personality issues that you might have thought about? Not having problems with individuals, but going, heck, if I'm a leader now, maybe I'm not going to be able to have those same relationships with the players that I had when I wasn't a captain. Um, it's really funny you say that, actually. When I was um, named captain, um, before everyone found out, I received a phone call from um, from Les, from Les Alda, who I had been captain under for quite a number of years in the in the Black Ferns, and she she congratulated me, and we had a court at all, and she only gave me one piece of advice, and she said it was advice that she wished that she had known when she first became captain, and that was, um, you've been... You've been named captain. You've been selected captain for a reason. And you might think that you need to do something else, but you don't need to change anything. Just be yourself. And I held on to that advice, and I tried not to change too much. Um, I knew that from being captain by the likes of her and Fiao and Ella, that within our team, players responded to um, action instead of words. And I knew that if I could do my best to be as fit as possible, um, be on the field and lead by example, then the girls would follow. And they did. And they were such, they were such an easy team to captain because everyone was so self-sufficient and had you know, that real sense of responsibility and accountability towards themselves and each other. So, so the enormity of what you were doing as the tournament uh, ground on to its obvious conclusion... Uh, didn't weigh you down at any point? As a captain? As a captain. Not really. Um, well, not I really, mean, not really. Hang on, hang on. So, like, there's so much that, I mean, like, you know, there's so much as a, as a player that you can try and do, but if you really think about it, a lot of that stuff is actually out of your control. And so I really tried to focus on doing the things that I could control really, really well. And... Um, place that responsibility back on the players because there's no, you know, you don't want to finger point and blame. Yeah. And we were, we didn't have that type of culture in our team. If, if we weren't all on the same page, then we tried our best to make sure that we were and help each other. Um, and that's why it was so great to have such a, to have a leadership group with a wide range of personalities and strengths. So if one person was better skilled at dealing with, you know, 
a situation, then that person could lead the way in that area. Um, yeah, it's a one. It's a wonderful line being able to con- control the controllables. One thing you couldn't control was the fact that you had a new coach and a director and the, yeah. the man they called the professor Wayne Smith. Now we know what has gone on. We know that the Blackburns went out and won the World Cup against many would say all odds, considering what had happened in the previous year. But I'd like to know from you. How large, how huge was the change that he brought to the Black Ferns? Yeah, well, for anyone who knows Wayne Smith, um, you know, as a player, as a coach, the different teams that he's coached will know that he never does anything um, by the book. He's a game changer. He, When he came and introduced himself to us, um, one of the first things he said was he's never followed the herd. And that's exactly what he did. And so everything that we did, most of it was different. Even though it was very similar, the way that you had to think about it and there were very small bits of detail in there that made it very different. And it was not only a different style of play, but it was a different way of thinking about the game. And that's what was challenging for a lot of players because we never thought about rugby like that. But that's what made it so exciting. When you think about what he has just said to you, thinking about the game, what were the key takeaways for you? Going, oh, hang on a minute, this is a direction. What were the, what were the big takeaways for you on that one? Geez, honestly, there were so many. I can't, <laughs> I can't think of just like a real critical few because there were so many, but they were so simple. And that's that. I think if I had to summarise all of them, that's probably the biggest thing that I have taken away is that. You don't have to be fancy. It's very, very simple. You know, like, um, he simplified a lot of... I, I know I, I know what you're saying. So, there is a rugby league coach by the name of Wayne Bennett. You would know, right? The master, mm-hmm. they call him. Yeah. And he is of this... I, I get the impression from what you're saying, Ruhe. He is of the same mindset. Actually, the game is quite simple. Just play what's in front of you. It's pretty much, yeah. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, and um, he called it, you know, a lot of people thought that we were playing clear and we called it backyard footy, but it was was just hard work. Camouflage says that, and that's absolutely right. He had to be really, really fit to play his style of game. Um, And you had to play to the strengths of each individual. So learning um, what each player can and, and can't do um, was really integral as well to, you know, to add that little bit of X factor. Without naming names, were there players that were basically given a shock with this change style of approach? Oh, I would say everyone. I remember the very, very first training that we had with Smithy, and it was one of the worst trainings I've ever been to because everyone was so shocked and quiet and on edge because we didn't know what to expect. It was honestly one of the worst trainings we've ever had, ever, in my entire time. And then the next training was, you know, everyone brought the A game after that, but I'm pretty sure Smitty was probably shaking his head wondering what the hell he's gotten himself into. Yet he said in an And we inter- laugh about it now. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course he did, but, but yet he said somewhere uh, during the time that working with your group of the Black Ferns reinvigorated his love for rugby. So from where you stand or where you're sitting right now, what do you think you gave him? 
Um, and what, what do I think our team gave him? Yeah. <laughs> I know we gave him a couple of heart attacks right there at the end of the tournament. Um, I'd like to think that um, he had a lot of fun. He had a lot of fun with our team. Um, I know that for us, like he, he changed the way that we think about rugby and play rugby. And a lot of the girls said that this was their favourite season of rugby ever. And I hope that um, the memories that Smitty was able to create with us, um, he'll remember for a lifetime. And I know that he, he has said that and he's a man of his word and he's very honest. So um, while it was, you know, a challenging ride, I know that he was so proud um, of, of what the girls did. Do you think you took him out of his comfort zone? Because the overriding impression... Yes. The, oh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> give, give me, yes, I know that we do. <laughs> give me an example then. <laughs> oh, one, you know, like um, Smithy, Smithy had worked with um, women's rugby in the Blackburns um, years and years ago, and um, one of the trophies that we played for was the Laurie O'Reilly Cup between yep. New Zealand and Australia, and Laurie was one of his great friends. That's right. And um, so he was involved with the team back in, I think, the maybe the, the 80s or the 90s for a small time, and then he was with men. So when he came back to women, um, there were a few key differences that he had noticed, and he just couldn't get his head around them. And one of them was, um, um, like, we played we played really loud music on the bus before the game. Um, we liked playing music in the sheds, and um, he wasn't too sure if that was the right thing, and he, and he didn't really like it at first. That was one way that we made him uncomfortable. We had a lot of dancing, a lot of... Um, fun and singing, that was a bit different for him. He initially didn't like that at first either. Um, those are the things that just like immediately come to my mind about him being uncomfortable. But but he he quickly recognised those uh, those two things that you've mentioned were part of who you were, and that was the the trick to making it all work, right? Yes, yes, it was. He, um, I remember one time we had it was right at the start where one of our first games. He asked if we needed to do like a reset after our haka um, before we went on and played. And um, we asked the team and everyone said no, that they actually felt the complete opposite. And so that was interesting as well, you know, seeing like different things like that. Um, the way that the girls or the team thought about and felt about, you know, different things. Um, the team actually wanted to stay on that high after the haka and, and, felt like the the mana and the ihi from that could be transferred into the game. So that actually became, like, really important for us. What is your overriding memory of the World Cup? My overriding memory of the yeah, World the, the, Cup? Yeah, the, the, the one memory that will stick with you forever and a day, whether it be the final whistle, whether it be holding the trophy, or, or something that people may not guess. Jeez, well, it was a pretty long tournament. We were together for two months, so to think of one overriding memory is going to be tough. Like, obviously, there's the um, the last moments of that French game. That'll stick with me forever. One that'll stick with me forever is also um, right at the end of the England game before that line-out. I actually got a penalty, and I don't know why. One of the girls called to tap it, and I did. And I'll remember that forever, and that's not a good thing. But I'll learn from it. <laughs> It's not bad from a little girl. And now, Emma, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Omile? 
Yeah, I'm from Omaio. Yeah, Omaio on the Bay of Plenty. Did you ever think in your wildest dreams, when I, I read down the plaudits that you have received this year and you captained your country to a World Cup win, did you ever think as a little girl that would be something you'd ever do? Oh, never, never. I didn't even think that this year. I never even thought that 12 months ago, so I never thought that this would happen ever. My my one goal was I just really wanted to try and make the team, and I knew it would be hard, but I never thought anything else would happen. Ruha, we live in a country all about tall poppies, and I don't like it, and we don't like to talk about ourselves a lot, but I want an honest answer. How proud yeah. How proud are you of Ruha de Mont? Yeah, I'm pretty proud. This pretty, year, yeah. Pretty proud. Humble as ever, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and so and so what's next? Another year as a contracted player? Are you con- going to continue doing uh voluntary law cuz I know you're a lawyer and all that? Yeah, um I don't know if I'll do the voluntary law <laughs> out at the community law center. Okay. Um which was which was really enjoyable. Um but I'm definitely still doing that, and um, just wanting to have a break at the first at at, at the moment though. Um, I'm really really passionate about not only being a rugby player but also pursuing interests outside of footy, mm-hmm. um, especially with the history of injuries that I've had. Um, just you know, you just never know what's going to happen. So um, I'm look, I'm really looking forward to hopefully working with Kingston Swan, one of the firms up in Auckland next year. Actually, I, I should have asked you this right in the middle of the uh, interview because I'm almost at the end, but I, I have to ask you one question, and, and please bear with me. You suffered a number of knee reconstructions. Just quickly, how debilitating is that mentally to suffer watching other players do what you want to do? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, it wasn't too bad. The first two, um, The first two surgeries, my last one, though, um, I found that really, really mentally tough to try and get through for the exact reasons that you've just said. It was really challenging for me um, to go through the difficulties of um, a rehab that wasn't smooth at all, while at the same time, um, you know, trying to support my friends and my teammates who were doing these great things on the field, knowing that I couldn't be out there with them or even have the opportunity to try and get out there with them. Um, it was really, really tough. And I wish that a lot of the support systems that are in place now were in place back then. But it's so cool to see how far um, not just rugby but sport has come in terms of like um, mental wellness and well-being. It's um, cool to see all of those resources available now for not just professional players but also amateur players. Ruhe Demont, I have thoroughly enjoyed having a chat with you and I appreciate you giving us the time before Christmas. Uh, go and have a wonderful Christmas and an off-season. And all I can say from what you and the Black Ferns have provided New Zealand for those moments, thanks for the memories. Happy Christmas. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you this afternoon. Thanks. There you have Ruhe Demont. It's 2.23. We'll talk about this in just a tick. Stay with us on SENZ.